I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. And welcome in to our special Inside Cajun Nation. We feature all football. I'm George Faust, joined by Karaski Melvin as always. You heard that right. It's football, football, football <laughs> as Louisiana prepares to face Southeastern. But first, let's begin under center with the quarterbacks. All through fall camp and even before that, two student athletes have competed for the role. And recently, head coach Michael Desermo finally revealed the one to be QB1. The competition was great all the way through it. You know, those guys competed really hard. Um, but Chandler Fields is going to be our starting quarterback. Redshirt sophomore Chandler Fields will start for the Cajuns at quarterback when they open the season at home against Southeastern in September. It was kind of surreal because I've been here for so long. It was just, it was a moment that I think the first thing I did after Coach Des told me I called my dad. It was a pretty emotional phone call because he knows the work I've put in for it. And it's just, it's a great it's a great feeling to be in this position. Coach Michael Desermo says that Fields' playmaking ability was part of that decision to make him QB1. Chandler, he just he makes plays down the field, you know, and he pushes the ball down the field and he makes a lot of plays down the field. And I think um, you play quarterback to win the game. You know, you don't play it not to lose it. And um, he's got that mentality and he's done a really good job running the offense and operating it. Cajun offensive coordinator Tim Leger compares Fields to a former football gunslinger. Uh, he got a little Brett Favre in him now. Like he believes he can make every throw. He ain't afraid to try to make every throw. Um, and you know the thing you want is you want him to capture that but protect the ball as well. Fields predicts excitement with the Cajun offense. Our running back crew we have this year is very, very good. And I don't know if y'all read the scrimmages, but they showed out. And I think just in the past game, it's I'm hoping to have very explosive plays, especially with the wide receivers we have. And out the backfield, these backs can catch very well as well. The man Fields beat out was Richard Jr. Ben Woolridge. Coach Desermo says Woolridge will not be forgotten in this Cajun offensive scheme. You know, I did tell him that he deserves to play, and he will play early on, and he'll get that opportunity to keep his sword sharp, to keep competing. Um, you know, it's a long season, but Ben is Ben, man. He's a, he's a good kid, and he's the kind of guy that we want on our team, and he's going he's gonna to be the best backup quarterback. If that's his role this year, all year, he'll be the best one in the country, and I believe that. So the anticipation of seeing how a first-year starter will do is at the top of every Cajun fan's list. Ski, it sure is. The good news, he's a third-year program guy and has had a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball. The quarterback spot locked up with Chandler Fields earning the number one position, and he'll have some talented players to help him in the quest to repeat as Sunbelt Conference champions. Starting with the backfield, Chris Smith returns to headline the running back room, he finished as Louisiana's leading rusher last season with an 855-yard total on 153 attempts with two touchdowns. I have to give a lot of credit to my old lineman, man, because without them, I wouldn't have the opportunity. They, they opened the holes for me, and they did the best they can to give me open space, second level. So without them, I wouldn't have this opportunity. So I'm really thankful for those guys. We think we are, we're deep in the room. Uh, obviously, Chris is going to be the guy that runs out there first. And then there's three or four guys behind there that day-to-day -day is very similar to that quarterback battle, right? Like, 
who has a good day, who protects the ball, who's good in pass protection, all the things that go with playing running back. So um, I think we're going to stay with the same mindset at the position. One of the more talented parts of the Cajun offense in 2022 may be the wide receivers. Peter LeBlanc, John Stevens Jr., Michael Jefferson, and Errol Rogers anchor that group, and the expectations sky high for them as they produce 22 touchdowns and more than 3,000 yards in 2021. I think that this is the best collective group of wideouts that we've had since I've been here. Um, top to bottom, uh, so we're excited about that. We have a brand new season ahead of us and uh, we haven't proven anything yet this year. So I think uh, I think we still have a lot to prove. I think we could do great things this year and uh, we just can't get complacent. At tight end, Coach Jorge Munoz has perhaps the deepest group on the roster. Johnny Lumpkin leads the group and made 13 starts and appeared in all 14 games for the Cajuns a year ago. Junior Neil Johnson continues to make huge contributions this season. In 2021, he led all tight ends with 487 yards and 22 catches along with a touchdown. Pierce, Johnny, Neil, those guys have played a bunch of snaps around here. They're really good football players. They make us different. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to implement those guys as many ways as we can. We're going to try to get them guys involved in the passing game, maybe more than what you've seen in the past, because they have unique skill sets and they're able to do it. My goal is always team first, exactly. You know, it's always team first. So, of course, winning. You know, we want to go back and win, it, and win as many games as we can. Each and every day, take it game by game, day by day. Um, so my personal goals is always just make sure I be a leader. See, it's almost always the tangible things. Make sure that I own the edge every play, no matter what. Impacting the game if it's a running play, pass and play, make sure I run all the routes precise, you know, catching the uh, amount of catches I can get, amount of yards I can get out of every single play, you know, uh, make sure that I really just bring guys along with me on this journey, you know, uh, just want to make sure that I do all the tangible things right, you know, just make sure that I just want to be that good, that leader that everyone can follow along with, and you know, even when someone's down or something, they always come back and lean on me, just being a great teammate is another thing I want to just always make sure I do at this last season. Uh, you know, just make sure I play every game like it's my last, because I never know when it's going to be my last, you know. All of the skill guys are fine and good, but the games are won in the trenches, and that's where the Hogs hang out for the Cajuns, despite the loss of some key pieces up front, the Cajuns returned three familiar faces in A.J. Gilly, David Hudson, and Carlos Rubio. Last season, the trio helped the unit become the Joe Moore Award semifinalist for a second straight season. Jax Harrington, Nathan Thompson, Landon Burton, among other newcomers and transfers, looking to contribute this fall. We probably have eight guys that we feel really good about, and then there's a couple more behind there that show flashes and you wish it was a little more consistent and a little more dependable day in and day out. One thing is certain, Coach Michael Desimo really likes the makeup of this team and his play calling will reflect the strong points of this 2022 team. As a play caller, you know, you call some things differently. I mean, regardless of who the, the, the quarterback was, you know, I mean, it's just different personalities and play calling. And Coach Napier and I, I mean, as much as I agree with I mean, shoot, I mean, about everything that we did over here, you know, we're just, we're different people. So, you know, certainly I'll call it a little bit different than he did. A lot of the schemes are the same. We package it a little bit differently. Um, but Chandler's got the ability to do all the things that we did with Levi and vice versa. You know, it's just kind of a little bit more what we want to do now as opposed to really what he can do. I feel, I feel like he can run the offense exactly how we want to. It's just going to be up to us to kind of how we, how we want to attack it week to week.
Of course, offense will not be the Cajuns' need, only need for a successful season. Absolutely, George. Louisiana is going to also need to rely on its defense. We have a really good group of guys that are really working really hard at learning what we're doing here. Uh, I think we have a lot of veterans that have played a lot of ball here, but I think there's a good group of crop of guys that have been here for a long time, and they're just waiting for opportunities. That's defensive coordinator Lamar Morgan describing the 2022 Cajun defense coming into camp. In 2021, Louisiana was top five in the Sun Belt in interceptions and sacks. It was also best in the conference in scoring defense. Um, you know, last year we harped on getting turnovers, um, and uh, you know this year we also want to work on getting turnovers and working on the everyday. If we work on the everyday, it, it's going to come. We keep working hard, running to the ball, pursuing to the ball. The turnovers, the interceptions, the, the pass breakups are going to come. Cornerback Eric Guerrero and defensive lineman Zion Hill Green made the Sun Belt's preseason first team. For Hill Green, he appreciates the recognition, but he wants more. That's a big thing, you know. That's that's what people dream of going into college football, making the all-conference team, you know. But uh, not satisfied, you know, we're going to keep improving and getting better. But it's a good chip to have when you show going into the season. Linebacker Andre Jones was named to the Sun Belt preseason second team. He is also named on the Reese's Senior Bowl preseason watch list. For he and the Cajun defensive veterans, accountability is key for this new season. You know, keeping each other up, make sure we're doing the right thing. Because we always tell each other, like, like you got 11 people on the field and 10 people can do it right one person mess it up. And like we just hold each other accountable and we give each other that look like we're on the game field. Like, hey, this is the last ride, we got to make it count. So even the young guys that come in, like we on them too. And they listen to, they look up to us. So like, like we can't tell them one thing and not do that. The Louisiana defense welcomes Trey Amos into the fold this year. The former quarterback is now a cornerback. Head coach Michael Desermo says Amos's attitude was perfect to make the adjustment. You know, Trey was was a perfect guy to be able to do that with because he has all those things. He's he's a grinder. He's got unbelievable athleticism, but he is so coachable and he wants to know the ins and outs of playing the position. And I mean, what you see is you see a guy that's made steady progress. And you know, we talk about development here. Well, he's one of the prime examples. You know, I'm always a team player, so. Whatever role the team wants me, either a special team or anything, anything um, the team needs me, I'll be there. So if it's cornerback, I do what I do, do my job. Linebacker Chris Moncrief describes the 2022 Cajun defense like this. Hard head hitters. That's what I would say. Ready to work at any time, at any moment. We are joined now by Louisiana head football coach Michael Desermo. Coach Des, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Now, to start, after the win versus Marshall, how long did you actually get to celebrate before you went into the spring camp and preparing for this new season? Yeah, the celebration went away pretty quick. You know, we, uh, we got back and got to reality and, you know, had to hire, had to hire staff and kind of start putting this thing together. So... Um, it was it was good that night, and then the next day you kind of move on to the next one. But uh, you know it's certainly been a good process. You know we've been able to hire really good people and and you know add some players that really wanted to be here. So it made the spring season, you know, spring football, off season conditioning, um, summer, and then fall camp made it really good, really really successful and productive for us. Um, seeing that this is your first as a head coach between spring and fall camps, 
what was the easiest part you feel or what was the most difficult part of managing the offseason and the camps? Well, you know, I mean, the, the easiest part is, you know, we have a bunch of players here that, that want to do it the right way, that care about each other, they care about winning, and they care about doing things the way they need to be done. So, you know, that makes it easy. Um, and certainly having the staff with the guys that I have over here on staff, you know, they take care of their business. They push the kids really hard, but they care about them. Um, you know, they, uh, they make the day-to-day -day operation of it a whole lot easier. You know, they take care of their business, and it makes it easier for me. So, you know, those things have made it so much easier, just um, having the right kind of people around here. So I've been very grateful for that. Have you received any kind of advice from um, Coach Napier or any coaches in the coaching fraternity as far as, you know, how to structure and manage a camp or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've talked to quite a few people. I mean, you know, most people are, they don't, they're kind of hesitant. They don't want to go out there and just say, hey, this is what you should do. And, um, you know, I certainly, you know, appreciate that. But I've talked to quite a few guys about the way that they've done camps. Um, you know, a lot of the guys on our staff have been on different staffs, and we've talked about schedules that they've used. So, um, you know, Coach Napier, I mean, certainly a lot of the structure and a lot of the things that we did when he was here that he introduced were doing the same. Um, you know, we've kind of tweaked it a little bit to make it fit where we think, um, you know, kind of a combination of different places and guys, you know, we've had guys that have been, you know, at LSU, Baylor, um, you know, North Carolina, um, Virginia Tech, all over the place. So, you know, um, I think you just gather as much information, you kind of look at those things and you say, all right, well, what do I think fits us and this team and this personality? And um, we've been able to really do a good job with that throughout fall camp and our kids have, have really have crushed it, you know, kind of with some of those changes that we've made. They've done a great job. As far as camp is concerned, what do you feel was probably the toughest choice you've had to make as head coach? Well, you know, I mean, I think whenever you start getting down to, you know, those position battles and you're starting to decide on who's starting and who's where on the depth chart, um, you know, that's always a difficult thing. Um, like I said, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot of difficult days you know just because of the way that our guys come out here and go to work so you know I think deciding through those position battles that's always hard and it's really sometimes harder than the decision is the conversation you know when you're having them with kids who you know have worked so hard for the opportunities that you know you're sitting down and you're telling them hey look it's just not your time yet or you know maybe this isn't you know it's not right now but um, you know those things are always tough but uh, it's certainly necessary and you do it because it's what's best for the team it's what the team needs. What has impressed you the most with this team during the fall camp? Their consistency. Um, their consistency. You know, I mean, we really, out of 15 days, we had one bad practice, which, you know, it's, it's hard to go 15-0, and 0, and that's what we tell them. You know, that was our goal was to go 15 in a row, make it, you know, kind of treat it like a season, say, hey, if we can go 15-0, and 0, and it's hard to do. Um, so I, I think their consistency is one of the things that's most impressive, and it comes from leadership. Um, they show up every day. They work really hard at it. You know, they never complain. I mean, the practice schedule, you put it up, it's like this is what we got, and it doesn't matter if it's one of the, the tear down days where it's a little bit easier or if it's, if it's the, you know, the full tilt, you know, let's strap it up and let's go for, you know, two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it is and let's roll with it. Um, they, they just show up and do the work, and it's, uh, it makes it a lot of fun, you know, and I tell them all the time, man, they – I appreciate the way they work because they make it they make our job a lot easier. When you get to show up and just coach, you don't have to coach effort, you don't have to demand effort, you don't have to ask for all those things. Um, 
it just makes your job a whole lot of fun, and, and I appreciate the way they do it. Is there something you would like to see from this team between now and the season opener against Southeastern? It's just about improvement every day, you know, and, that, and that's the thing that we talk about. You know, camp breaks and there's two weeks before your first game. Well, you know, that's almost as long as fall camp is. So how much progress can we make in the two weeks? So for us now, it's about a week. Um, you know, how much progress can we continue to make? And I think early in the year, you're still, your team's still continuing to grow, you know. Um, after you get through, you know, there's a saying in coaching, you know, the most progress is always made between week one and week two, um, the first time the bullets start flying. So, you know, the challenge for us is, you know, don't get tired of, of doing the work, you know, don't get tired of grinding it out um, because this season is a marathon. It's not a sprint. There's a lot of, you know, it, it's going to be week to week, day to day. You just got to go out there and go, go run the short race and keep working, you know, to win that day. And, um, you know, for our guys, I think that's what we got to do is just keep winning every day and keep working a little bit, a little bit better, keep, you know, climbing it up and, uh, you know, stack up days. How important or how beneficial is it that the first game out of the gate is at home at Cajun Field? Yeah, well, I mean, I think playing at home is awesome. You know, I mean, the environment, the atmosphere, um, you know, our kids take pride in playing at home. Um, and it's something that, you know, to me, we're, we're certainly looking forward to, you know, uh, everything from from the Cajun walk to shaking hands, you know, at the end of the game, you know, around the bottom of the field. So all those things that go into it and make playing at Cajun Field a really special uh, event. And, um, you know, we, we love getting to play here. So our kids are excited about it. So speaking of when the team walks out to the field, sees the fans for the first time, what kind of team on the field that the, that the fans can expect to see once they're out there? Well, you're going you're gonna to see kids that represent our program the way you want it to be represented. Um, work extremely hard, um, and they're going to play really hard. You know, and I think we got a lot of guys that are going to be out there for the first time under the lights, and, you know, they're going to make some mistakes. There's always mistakes made, but I can promise you this. They're going to be doing it full tilt, and they're going to play the game the right way. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun year because I think you're going to see a lot of guys that you're going to see names emerge that people don't know about. And, you know, for the last two or three years, it's been a lot of the same faces, you know, after the COVID year and all that stuff. So um, a lot of fun to see these guys. Some of them get their first opportunity. Some of them see their roles grow. Uh, but you're going to see a really competitive football team that uh, they love to compete and they love to play, and um, they're going to do it the right way for our, for our fan base, for our community, for our university. It'll be, a, it'll be a fun group to watch. Also this year, we've got some new teams coming into the Sun Belt Conference. Could you say that this may be adding to that fun for the season for you guys? Well, I think when you add the quality of teams that we've added, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it certainly it, it makes it nothing but better, right? You know, Southern Miss um, and UL in particular, the history between the two, that's a regional rivalry that now is going to get extended to where it happens every year. That's, that's always a good thing. Um, you know, you add Marshall to the mix. I mean, Marshall's got a football tradition, football history. I mean, it's a, that's a football school. Um, you know, James Madison, I mean, they're a national contender every year in FCS, so making that jump, you know, we've seen in this league that it can be done and done well. And then um, Old Dominion, you know, they've got their plans going forward um, are going to be really good too. You know, I mean, they've got a plan for, for their development of their football program the way they want to do it, and there's nothing but good things ahead of them. So um, it makes a really good league even better, and that's something that's always exciting. Uh, you know, and you just want to, at the end of the year, you want to be competing to win your division 
find a way to get in the conference championship and go try to win it. So that got harder, uh, certainly adding these teams, but that's a good thing. Um, what does a successful season look like for you as, as for you as head coach? You know, success is such a relative term. I mean, depends on kind of what terms you're talking about. You know, for us, um, I'm not a predictions guy. I don't do those types of things. I mean, for us, success is just going to be going out there and working every day and getting this team to reach their potential. And I think if we do that, the wins will be exactly where we want them to be. Um, this team, I think, has a lot of potential, and our job as coaches is to try to get them to overachieve with what they are. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that'll be successful if we can do that. All right. Coach, thank you very much. Absolutely. Coach Michael Desermo joining us here. Welcome back to the big show, if you will. Before we go, we'd like to uh, look into the future. Oh, yeah, okay. We can do that. Uh, and will this happen? Maybe, maybe not. Take as many grains of salt with these, but George and I <laughs> have a player to watch in the coming year, and we have an I thought of how the team will finish. Mr. Faust, after you. All right, let's do this thing. All right, so my player to watch is, oh, there he is, Eric Guerrero. Uh, the guy is a cornerback, 5'11", 184. He's a senior. He's going to be a difference maker in the defensive backfield for the Cajuns. And I have the Cajuns going 9-3. and three. They're going to start the season 5-0, and oh, though. So look out for that. Meanwhile, my player to watch, I'm going to go with tight end Neil Johnson. I think he and Chandler Fields, they're going to get really friendly with each other and make a great connection. Now, the record... I agree with you, George. It'll be nine and three as well. What I think also, the Cajuns will be perfect at home, which would be great news for the Cajun fans. There's a couple of games that are on the list that I'm, I was back and forth on. One, of course, Southern Miss, that's at Hattiesburg. But mm -hmm. then there's also the game uh, against Troy here at Cajun Field. I think that one's going to be a tough one. And that Florida State, thing, that Florida oh, State that, game, that, well, can, of course. That, <laughs> can, that can loom. Thank you for watching our Inside Cajun Nation football kickoff special. Karaski, good job. His first uh, Cajun Nation special. Uh, a reminder, you can catch all episodes of Cajunation as a podcast on the 10 Talks Acadiana page on klfy.com or wherever you get your podcast. Have a good night. Have a great season. We'll be there. <laughs>